Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing great. Uh, I'll tell you the 10, 15 minutes that we spent talking before the recording today, uh, just so good for me and uh, just love catching up and chatting with you. It's just, it's just good to have friends. Always good to have friends. Right on. So today is episode number 96. And I, I think people are going to really, I think when they hear what the topic is or they read what the topic was, they clicked on it because we need information here. We need clarity. We need direction. The metrics of the church are changing so rapidly. And why don't you introduce our topic for the day? Sure. Uh, the uh, subject is how digital is impacting the local church. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, the thought came to me, di- is digital our friend or is it our foe? You know, uh, we, we talk with a lot of pastors, both you and I, and there are a vast, uh, there is a vast range of opinions, right, about this subject uh, versus, you know, digital versus in-person gatherings and and yeah. you know our observations have been this that some leaders have fully bought into digital yeah. others have rejected it outright yeah and uh while most pastors find themselves somewhere in the middle right of those two extremes right. and and jim i was curious as a lead pastor where you know where where is your church landed yeah, we, we decided about a year ago, you know, we put our eggs in this basket or that basket. We, de- we decided to put all of our eggs in both baskets. Mm. <laughs> we, okay. we decided that, that, you know, people used to invite everybody to church. Now a lot of relationships online. So a simple like of, of a service or a sermon reaches a thousand people. And the thing about waves is that you can try to fight a wave and it generally kills you. You can try to surf a wave and it's generally enjoyable. Yeah. So we, we believe that culture is not our master, that Jesus is, and that culture leaning in this direction, we just decided to get in front of it and, uh, and not let it pass us. We got to wait for the next wave. Let's get on top of it. Let's paddle really hard, put all of our effort. And once we stand up, hope we don't die. And, yeah. it, and it's, it's as exciting as surfing in a lot of ways. So we've, we put all of our eggs in both baskets. We have a, a full online studio. We have staff positions for online and technical support. Uh, we have online pastors, if you will, they're not paid, but they're, they're moderators of a conversation that happened in the background. And it has been um, horrible. It has been wonderful. It's been expensive. It's been the best investment we ever made. Ask me on any given day and I'll tell you what a terrible or wonderful idea. (laughs) It's been, I think, I think I'm leaning now towards wonderful. I think this whole last pandemic, having had three years experience in online broadcasting, Prior to that, really helped us help a lot of people. I'm glad we got on the wave early. Yeah. So what I'd like to do today is, is really look at two questions. How is digital helping? Yeah. And how might it be hurting? <laughs> uh, that's what I'd like to, us to discuss. So let's, let's start with how it <clears throat> is, is helping. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first way I think it's helping is that it's actually expanding the front door of yeah. the church that you lead. Yeah. Um, now, I know for many years prior to the pandemic that unchurched people were checking out churches uh, online for a while before they would walk through the physical doors of that building. That has never been truer than it is today. 
Yeah. You know, pastors have relayed stories to us regarding newcomers who were watching online for six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Before stepping foot inside of their building. And so I think one way that uh, uh, the pandemic has forced us into digital, it's really been a blessing because it has expanded that front door uh, to our church. Yeah. Absolutely agree. We we have people all over the United States that are now a part of, if you will, depending on how you measure that, a part of our church. Mm-hmm. They are as regular in attendance as people that live in the same zip code. They are as regular in giving. They're as regular in sharing the service, the gospel, you know, as, as they would if they were in 48430. Right. They do from New York. They do from Florida. They do from, that was that country just north of Michigan called the Upper Peninsula. You know, they, we have people way where the ice caps never melt, you know, and, uh, and, and they would not have been if we were just a yellow pages ad, like we were 25 years ago. Yeah. So, so that's one way um, I I see it helping. Here's another way I think it helps is that digital offers continuity. Yes. Um, You know, it allows those who are, who are ill or even on vacation to still be a part of the community at, at some level. Um, you know, for example, Laura and I went to Tennessee in May for 10 days of vacation, 10 yeah. wonderful, glorious, amazing days. Uh, um, but we still tuned in digitally to our church service. Uh, and, and it afforded us this sense of continuity in terms of we were in the middle of a sermon series. And so it allowed us to stay in the continuity of that. There was communication going on very important communication at our church at the time. Um, our, our lead pastor is transitioning or has transitioned to a new role as superintendent yeah. of the Assemblies of God in the state of Michigan here. And uh, and so that allowed us continuity with that important communication. So I see that as a, as a, as a plus. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're saying the, the number one place we lost people is when they had their first child because the thought of handing that baby over to a stranger in the nursery yeah. Just the umbilical cord wouldn't stretch that far, you know. It had been cut, but it was st- it was still there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we notice is that they, they stay connected for the month or two or three or four, where they're comfortable enough now. They got enough sleep. They have a rhythm, a pattern. They're ready to hand the kid to a stranger. Um, they're still a part of our church. They didn't drop out of the church and then come back when the kids yeah. were teenagers and wild. They they stayed in the church because of that that regular. It, it's not it's not the best connection, but it's so much better than no connection to your church. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the third way I think it helps is it creates opportunity or, or room yeah. uh, for brief touches uh, during mm-hmm. the week. Um, you know, instead of con- connecting with our people only, you know, once on the weekends and, you know, and for many people, it's once every other weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from a physical perspective, digital allows for short uh, touches throughout the week. And I noticed that I observed that right away. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, when the pandemic hit, just watching the the midweek touches via video and how um, impactful those were for me personally. Yeah. And I think that's one of the neat uh, things that digital has allowed us. It gives us these these short, brief little touch points to encourage each other, to challenge one another. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a beauty of this that mm-hmm. uh, may be underappreciated. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it like I said, it's a wave, right? It's 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 moving you faster than you can swim, or it it just buried you on the reef, <laughs> and that that's why. Yeah, I th- again, you don't have to have this, right? Jesus didn't have this, Paul didn't have this, Peter didn't have this. 
It's a new technology, but if we make it our servant, it can serve us well. Um, but but I, I understand the concerns too, right? That people are, they're not, I know there's many people in the church, in the building, yeah. as we used to, it feels like we're losing the fight or that they're not as connected as they used to be. They're more involved in their little league or their cabin up north or their bowling, whatever. And I, I think we, we do need a new set of metrics to measure success and failure. Yes. Um, we talked about the pyramid, right? We used to measure the height of the pyramid. How many people attend? Well, that's our success or failure. I think we have to change that to start measuring the base of the pyramid. How many people are involved? This right. is ministry two. This is ministry four. How many do we have ministry four? And for those of you that are listening and not watching, I, I made a triangle with my fingers and my thumbs are the base of the triangle. My pointer fingers, the top of the triangle. We measure where my pointer fingers meet the, the attendance, but we fail to measure sometimes what makes a church healthy, what makes a church strong, what makes a church grow. So if the base of our pyramid, we have ministry for a thousand people, we'll soon have a thousand people. If we have 2,000 people today, we'll shrink to that 1,000 people. If we have 500 people a day, we'll grow to that 1,000 people. But I think it allows us <clears throat> to measure maybe it was probably the right metrics all along, you mm -hmm. know, which was people engagement, you know, yeah. um, giving, um, serving, small group attendance. These are the things that we, we overvalued one measurement that didn't mean what we thought it meant. Right. COVID took that all away from us. And I think online really helps us to stay engaged with that crowd um, but, but also helps us build the core. Yeah. And, and so digital fourthly, I think it helps us, it just reinforces the truth, Jim, that, that church isn't a building, that it's people. And yeah. I have heard that statement from almost the first day I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. 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 Sure. But our, but our behavior, you know, when you look at our collective behavior as the church, big C, it suggests that we don't believe that. Right. Yeah. And, right. Um, and so we have been building centric in so many ways. Uh, and we've expected people to come to us to be fed yeah. spiritually. And I think digital is forcing us out of that entrenched pattern right. and helping the church to get where people are instead of only getting people to where we are or the church is, if that yeah. makes sense. So that is a fourth benefit. Let me give you one more quick one and then yeah. we'll jump into the uh, we'll jump into the some of the negatives of it. Uh, digital gives people options. Yeah. That's, that's, and that, I think that's a good thing. You know, the people that you lead like options. Yeah. How do I know this is true? Well, <laughs> I go to McDonald's and they want to supersize. They want to know if I want to supersize stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Small, medium, large options. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, you didn't have that option at McDonald's, right? You just got what you got. <laughs> yeah. uh, but fast food chains have figured out decades ago. Yeah. that people love options and you know when you're on vacation or you're under the weather it's nice to have that option to tune into the message and the in the worship experience and stay up to date with what's happening in the church so i think those are the five jim yeah uh, and uh just briefly give me a summary of what you think of those yeah. five positives i think i think a, a shift in our mindset from there's the ministry of church we have church and then there's the ministry of the church mm. is a good distinction that yeah. I think the digital may not be the best thing for the ministry of church because we're, we don't get the oxytocin rush of seeing each other and hugging and high-fiving and the conversation before away. And a lot of stuff that changes our life isn't during the sermon. It's the relationships we build before and after it, right? People change our lives, not, not just the, the information we share. So, but the ministry of your church 
um, is, is best presented or easily presented through these online. You're already doing it. Put a camera up or two, put some lights up, get some, somebody to hit a couple of buttons to switch between cameras. So it's interesting. It's not overly expensive. It's not overly difficult to figure these things out in basic ways. They've made it simple enough that you can control the whole thing from your phone. Now, if everything's set in the right place, you're really not, I mean, music can be difficult mixing the music live for but the, the message itself, the gospel going out, um, the ministry of your church to, to expand it into this online world where anybody in the world at any time with internet connection for the foreseeable future can access what God did on that day. And, and God can do it in the, in this new day that, that the person lives to it 10 years from now. It's, it's powerful. And I guess just to really sum it up as quickly as I can, there was probably a day when, when someone said, I'm going to write this down. And somebody said, well, no, no, that this is a, this is an oral tradition. We don't write down the, 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 this is the truth as expressed through our mouths. And then someone took that and said, well, it has to stay in this language. And somebody said, no, we should translate it into another language. I imagine there's another group of people that said, well, no, I, I learned it in Hebrew. I learned it in Greek. I learned it in Latin. It can't be in a new language. And somebody said, let's put it on the radio. And somebody said, well, no one get, the Holy Spirit is, a, is an in-person person. He's not a, a virtual person. The radio won't work and printing presses won't work and TV won't work. And we know that God uses all things that, that are submitted right. to him. So I would look at this whole internet thing as it's, it's God is going to use it if we put it in his hands. That's if we say God doesn't use online, we're really missing an opportunity. Yeah. So let's talk for a few minutes about how the digital church might be hurting. Yes, because I'm an old guy. I don't like change. I'm, I'm excited about this part. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is reduced accountability. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is much easier to hide behind a screen. Yes. Uh, to play church. And, and while physical attendance doesn't guarantee accountability, yeah. it really makes it easier. So I think that's one of the problems is, is that there's less accountability um, and that, that concerns me. Yes. Um, here's another one. Uh, digital doesn't replace our need for human touch. Yeah. I mean, you've already alluded to that a little bit, right? Um, loneliness is at epidemic yes. portions in our country. Before the pandemic, it was identified as one of the main contributors to depression and anxiety in our country. And, and the pandemic has just exacerbated it. Right. Um, mandatory. Yeah. Right. And it's a key driver. Loneliness is a key driver of anxiety and, and depression. Yeah. Um, you know, the digital experience by itself is not addressing our need, need for human touch. Right. You know, for human interaction. Yes. Genesis 2.18 God said about Adam, it is not good for the man to be alone, right? And, and so that, uh, that part of digital might be hurting us a little bit because it's not the same. Yeah. You know, it's, like you said, it's not the conversations prior to in the lobby and after in the lobby. And it's not, hey, let's go out for lunch afterwards and yeah. spend some time yeah. catching up, things like that. So I see that as one way digital might be hurting uh, yeah. people because let's 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 be honest there are people who have decided I'm only doing digital yeah for the rest of my life yeah I get it but I'm concerned about it yeah yeah well, you know, there were people prior to this decided to home church which probably meant and not always but often meant I got hurt in enough churches that I don't trust the church period yeah we'll just stay at home and read the bible but I 90 percent of them and I made that statistic up on the spot just like Yogi Berra 
but a vast majority of them, home church meant we don't do church at all anymore. And God kind of fades from the picture and they, they didn't gather the children and pray and have, you know, worship. And they, they just neglected it because they were afraid or they'd had bad experiences and the cognitive dissidence of experience. You never reach some sort of continuity of narrative of we're people and God's God, you know? So there's a, I, I agree completely. I, I think you're, they are missing out on something. Um, but I, I guess I could understand sometimes why that's not a bad thing for a season. Yes. But long-term, you know, iron right. sharpens iron, not by looking at it on a the screen. There's, right. there's contact, there's friction. Uh, you right. can teach me everything there is to know about love, but I don't know anything about love until you offend me and I have to forgive you, you yeah. know, until you don't return a phone call and I have to translate what that means in real time. Teach me everything about forgiveness, but until I forgive, I don't know anything about forgiveness. That's, that's human relationship. You can get smart, but you can't get wise. Yeah. You know, you can get healed, but you'll never become whole. Not without, not without people. It's part of it. Yeah. So here's the third way I think it could be hurting the church is that we're we're, we're missing out on the impact of the corporate experience. Yeah. And this specifically, I'm thinking about worship, the worship yeah. component, right? Of the the singing and the glorifying of God. Yeah. Uh, I I think that you can do that online and it's all right. But worshiping in person with a group of like-minded believers is almost always better. Yeah, almost always, yeah. You know, that, that the physical gathering dynamic cannot be duplicated digitally. Yeah. It just cannot. Now, we've experienced that, Jim, in, in, when we teach, right? So we've, yeah. in the last year and a half, we've done a lot of teaching online. Right. You and I both, you know, to, to uh, you know, crowds of pastors. And that's yeah. good and it's effective and it, it's useful, but there's something special about being in the same room and being able to read what's going on in that room and sense what's going on in that room and adjust along yes. the way. It is very hard. I've had, I've had a Zoom call with 35, 40 leaders on it. Wow. I have no way of reading that room no. when I'm there, when I'm communicating, when I'm gathered in the same physical space with those guys um, and gals. Yeah. It's much easier for me to sense what is actually going on in the moment. So I don't believe digital can duplicate that dynamic of in-person. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and then let me give you the last one because we need to we, we need to wrap up. We're getting toward yeah. time here. Is I think digital by itself can stunt discipleship. Yes, um, I think it can happen digitally, but it's harder to do uh, yeah. because here's here's what I think goes on. You can you can actually um, relay good information and, and teach and help people to understand things. But what you can't do digitally is invite somebody into your life. Right. Yeah. Hey, you know, when, when I was being discipled right away after I gave my life to Jesus, part of the discipling was shooting hoops with my yeah my yeah. spiritual mentor uh yeah. going out to dinner watching this guy interact with real life as a christian and just watching yeah. him was yeah. was an important piece of my discipleship journey uh, what do you yeah. think about that last one jim I, I think that's why jesus said follow me and not read my book yeah. yeah it doesn't demean the word of god but it was already written but the word had to become flesh something else happened when the word became flesh there was a, there was another dynamic that was missing and that was seeing you know what what 
new covenant kingdom come will be done on earth living look like? And, and I think we've had that, right? I, I think we live up to kind of the expectations of our predecessors that discipled us or mentored us. So we don't, we don't often go far beyond those right. expectations. We don't go beyond our education or our experience. So having, having a discipling element, I, you know, I, I can read the Proverbs and tell me what a fool is and what a wise man is, but it's different if you tell me I'm behaving foolishly. There's a, there's a, there's right. a relationship that, that puts a certain authority or impact behind those words Right. That if it's a it's a guy that died a long time ago, I'll you know in eternity I'll ask Solomon what he meant. But if John says, "Are you, are you, are you patterning your life after Christ?" and let me point out this one thing that I'm concerned about in your life as a friend, right. that's that that scriptural impact is much higher than a biblical truth that I read in the privacy of my prayer closet that right. I, I glanced over and kept going. You know. That's right. yeah. So so I think this combination, you know, this combo of digital and physical is going to be with us for the foreseeable yeah. future. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Absolutely. Agree. And it remains to be seen how digital helps the local church and maybe hurts the local church in the in the long run. And yeah. so one of the challenges I think we want to leave with those who are listening or watching today is this, what are you going to do with digital? Um, yeah. Are you going to ignore it? Are you going to criticize it? Are you going to go whole hog with it? And, and you're going to have to answer that for your own context. We, we really can't answer that for you. Right. But I want to encourage you, Jim wants to encourage you today to pour gasoline on how digital helps. Yeah. While yeah. being aware and addressing how it hurts. I, I yeah. think we can leverage the good parts of digital and combine them with the good parts of in person. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? This makes leading more complex. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, we just react to that, right, Jim? We don't make this any harder than it already is. <laughs> right. <laughs> now to be a TV producer on top of being a, yeah, everything else. Yeah. But, it, you know, whoever said leading was easy, it's not. It's not and, if, no. and if somebody told you leading was easy, they were lying to you. Yeah, they were selling you something. So yeah. that's what I got today, Jim. Seth Godin said something the other day I thought was really interesting. He said, people, it isn't that people don't like change. Is that they don't like being pushed to a place of incompetence. So, mm. but I have to have this new discipline to be a good pastor, but I know nothing of it. It's not that I don't like change. If, if somebody showed up and said, I'm just going to take the video while you're preaching, we're going to edit the music while it comes out, we're going to, and we're going to expand the, the ministry of this church to go global through this internet, you'd be excited about it. So, it isn't that change is the problem, it's that change is pushing us to, many of us, to a place of incompetence. And that's where we're just not comfortable with it. It's, I don't know how to do this. And, and if we're being honest, there's a lot of things that we're asked to do that we don't know much about. And yet we're expected to do. Right. And that kind of leads us to our introduction of our next podcast. John, what are your, yeah. give us a little hint, because I think it might be helpful with our conversation we're having now. So in pod 97, Jim, I, I want us to just talk about rethinking the role of lead pastor. Um, you know, Barna published a report 12 years ago. Yeah. That that stated that the average church member expects their lead pastor to be proficient in 16 competencies, <laughs> and I, and I and I fear that some lead pastors expect the same out of themselves. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in pod 97. How to be set up to fail by uh, <laughs> by your congregation. Right on. Well, John, thank you for your wisdom. I, I love this. I, it's a good conversation. And we hope that, that this conversation starts other conversations. We yeah. hope that the conversation about the digital, we, we didn't tell you what to do. 
we, we told you what we were, were seeing, and now you have to decide what to do. You have to decide how digital fits into the ministry that God's given you to serve and the world that God's given you to reach. So we trust that you will. We are praying for you. We love you. We do this for you. And we hope that you will join us again very soon as we continue to lead from the life.